Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to the Muslim Matters Podcast, where we discuss everything under the sun that affects Muslims, such as faith, local and global politics, social media, sex education, civil rights, and family matters, all coming from a traditional Orthodox perspective. Subscribe to our podcast and follow us online on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram on our handle, Muslim Matters. And check out our site daily at muslimmatters.org. It just happened not too far away from here, from Houston, when an estranged husband who killed, unfortunately, his wife, his four-year-old daughter, and his mother-in-law, and then he turned the gun upon himself and killed himself. An entire generation was wiped out. Three generations, family, just kind of gone in an instant. Senseless crime. And this, my dear brothers and sisters, happened in the Muslim family, in the Muslim community. And I know a lot of people, they think, you know, when it comes to Islam, alhamdulillah, we know how serious the subject of crime, the subject of murder, the subject of even suicide, and how dare you even think doing something like this. But after all, they're human beings. In a moment of distress, in a moment of, uh, of, of weakness, the shaitan is clever. Can bring a person in that moment, subhanAllah, to do things they would never even think they would ever do something like that about themselves. My dear brothers and sisters, it is also an ironic thing, subhanAllah, because my khutbah today wasn't supposed about this incident in particular. But something around it. I'm bringing to you the khutbah on the subject of hukuk al-ibad. The right you owe to other people. Especially in particular when it comes to disputes in, in marital situations and divorce cases. That is the irony. I was preparing the khutbah for that and then subhanallah getting to see what happened in the news. Why so? Because in the past few weeks, my, literally after Ramadan, my inbox is just exploding with all these emails from around the country. Family is sending me emails. Everybody's asking for appointment for, for counseling. And many of them, maybe most of them as a matter of fact, they put in the title of the subject of that email, urgent. Everybody's saying it's urgent. Because they're going through difficulty and hardship. And it's a serious matter. There is no doubt about it. When it comes to the marital dispute, it's true. It's something serious. But why does it have to end like this? Why do people have to go violent and take domestic violence to this level? A'udhu Billah. My dear brothers and sisters, domestic violence is real. And it's in the Muslim community as well too, because they're humans. And as we have seen, it can be serious and deadly. And I know a lot of people, no matter how much dispute they have with their spouses, they might think, you know what? Astaghfirullah, I would never do this. Well, the, what happened there was in a, in a family that was regular in the masjid even. Even righteous people can, can become weak. Even good people can make things, make things horrible. So don't you think that you're immune of that? Because the shaitan will just find that gap, that moment of weakness. Moment of uncertainty, when, in, when the shaitan isolates you and keep telling you you're a horrible husband, you're a horrible wife, and keep pushing you so far until you realize no one is there for me. No one can help me with that. And subhanAllah, it's all about money, it's all about ego. It's all about money and it's all about ego. And this message to all these brothers and sisters, the husband and wives, who are so angry with each other, 
because of the dispute that they have because of going through divorce. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said it clear in the Quran. You have two chances for making divorce before you can reconcile. Like take these chances. Allah says, take these chances. You don't have to make your life horrible. But take them. Maybe you reconcile. He says, Whether you return them in marriage with honor, or you release them with grace and in grace. That's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands of us. And even when things get worse, and the husband is the one who's retaliating right now against his wife. Even with that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is asking us to do what? Finding a settlement between you, making a settlement, is better for you. But Allah knows when it comes to settlements, people, they fight for pennies and, and dimes. That's what he says, Those mean selves, those mean people, they come there in that meeting, and they argue, they fight you over the pennies and dimes. What people don't understand, whatever judgment you get in this dunya, and you get angry about, it's okay. It's okay. Because there is still a divine court that will judge for you on behalf of your case. Dunya, who cares? This is all temporary, Wallahi. No matter what people think of that. So let's make it easy on each other. It doesn't have to end with violence. It doesn't have to end with something like this, my dear brothers and sisters. Ibadallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it so serious when it comes to the hukuk of the ibad. The rights that you owe to people are so serious. In this hadith, in Muslim Imam al-Hakim, al-Hakim, sorry, al-Hakim, rahimahullah ta'ala, qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, He says, three, you have three books of deed that you're going to carry with you on the Day of Judgment. Like your book of deed has three files, basically. Three files. File number one, he says, قال, One chapter, one of those files, Allah will never forgive. Allah will never forgive anything from it. Another file, Allah will not even pay attention to that. He's not going to care about this at all. He's not going to look into it. And a file, Allah will leave, will leave nothing out of it, but he will question you about. What are these three files that we're all going to be carrying on the Day of Judgment? He says, As for the first file that Allah will never forgive, That you dare to associate partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in worship. He would never forgive you for that. How dare you? I created you. I made you. I provided for you. And you give thanks to others? You worship others? You attribute divinity to somebody else besides me? Allah says, I will never forgive you for this. And that's made in the Quran clearly. Allah says subhanahu wa ta'ala clearly that he will never forgive those associate partners with him. But he's willing to forgive anything besides that. The second file he says, The thing, the file that Allah would not even look at, he won't even care about at all. When you transgress against your own self in relationship to the ibadat, the acts between you and Allah Azza wa Jal. Like you messed up with your fast, you did something haram to yourself, for example, here and there. 
these things between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You do not make your salah on time. You listen to something you're not supposed to listen to. All these kind of things. Or you look at something you're not supposed to look at. Allah says, it's okay. If you come with sincerity, I'll forgive it for you. I don't even have to look into that file. As long as we repent and come, we ask Allah for forgiveness for it. Allah will forgive. And as for the third one, which is the scary one, after that, he says, As for that file that Allah will, never, will not leave nothing out of it, but he will question about, These are now the haqooq, the rights you owe to other people. The wrong things you did to others, whether it's a statement you said, whether you was backbiting, cheating, hitting, whatever that is, it will come. And the Prophet says at the end of the al-qisas For this one, retribution is inevitable. You can't escape retribution here. You're going to have to pay for it. So how can I make myself, but then how can I free myself on that day? That's so scary, that's so dangerous. I don't want to go there and think that I've done so much great, then end up with nothing. And on the same topic, the Prophet says, أَتَدْرُونَ مَنِ الْمُفْلِسِ don't you know, do you know who the true bankrupt person is? Do you know what bankruptcy is? So they say, of course we know what bankruptcy is. He's the one who's the person who doesn't have any dinar or dirham. The one who has no gold, no silver. He goes, that's easy. That's easy bankruptcy. That's nothing. The true bankruptcy is someone comes on the day of judgment with good deeds. As big, as massive as the mountain range of Tahama. If you've ever been to south of Mecca, you will see that the mountain ridge goes all the way to Yemen. He says, mountains of good deeds as big as these mountains of Tahama. However, they all come with strings attached. You hurt this person, you, you, you curse at this person, you physically hit this person, and cheated this person, and everybody starts taking from, the, from, from, from your hasana. They start taking from these mountains right now. The compensation then, there is nothing like, can I apologize for them? Too late for that. No one is going to accept apology from you on that day. Not even your parents. Why? Because that day, as Allah described, it's going to be but with what? With deeds. That's how we're going to be exchanging these retribution compensations. So they take from their hasanat until they're gone. And then when it's not enough to pay them off, they take from their bad deeds and throw on his. Until that person is completely doomed. My dear brothers and sisters, is it worth it? Is it really worth it? That we do something like this to ourselves? When it comes to family disputes, it happens. Divorce, it happens. Why would Allah even subhanahu wa ta'ala mention it in the Quran? Or in the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu Why would it be mentioned there in our deen as part of our resolutions? Conflict resolutions. When things are completely irreconcilable, hard and difficult to bring back again harmony in their household, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave people exit out of it. We're not saying for people to go and rush to take that route. No. There's something before that Allah recommends for you. Bring arbitration. Bring people to try to help them with you know, conflict resolution. Bring that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala recommends this. Today we call this counseling. We call it counseling. But how many people are not willing to do that? The majority. 
honest, especially amongst men. Let's be real about this. Most men, they're willing to divorce, willing to, to die for it, but they're not willing to bring someone who has no business in my marriage to tell me what to do, what not to do about it. But that person is the expert. That's what Allah's command you to do. If you have no knowledge of something, ask the experts. That's what Allah is commanding you to do. Why did He even ask you to bring Hakam and Ahli or Hakam and Ahliya, someone from here and someone from there, from their side and his side? Let them deal with it on your behalf. And then when the judgment is given, I know for sure that somebody is not going to be happy about it. No matter what you do. That's what the Prophet said. Because you come to me for arbitration. You come to me to rule between you. Some of you might be more eloquent in their speech than others. Then I rule based on what I hear. I rule based on what I hear from you. If I rule for you, you need to know that I'm giving you a piece of fire, a piece from Jahannam, the fire of hell. You take it or you leave it. Like if you know that I'm taking, I'm giving you this, and it's not rightfully yours, I can do something about it. But there's Allah Azza wa Jal. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that divine court and judgment when there is no excuse, no ego is going to help you, no, no friends, no cheating, no lies, no fabrication, whatever that is. Nothing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you're going to be standing before Allah Azza wa Jal. Why? Because He said that file. I will never forgive you until they forgive you. My dear brothers and sisters, this is a very serious matter, Wallahi. And what we do we have seen in Houston is just an effect of that. And unfortunately, I have to be real about this. In some families, it's a matter of life and death for them. When it comes to their children going through divorce, no way. That anyone would say that the child and the daughter or the son of XYZ family went through divorce. And they're willing to smear everybody's reputation. Why? Because their ego is too big. And they're not going to allow it. And they're willing to fight you for everything just to satisfy their ego. Doesn't have to be that way. And you think that your child might not snap and do something like this? And we're going to go and say, mental illness doesn't exist. I mean, we don't have to go investigate what happened between them and who's right and who's wrong. That's not our business. There's no justification for a heinous crime like this. No matter what the reason was. My dear brothers and sisters, counseling is good for you. Grieving because of losing your relationship with your spouse and your children and so on. Learn to do it right. If you have to. It doesn't have to end. So... Badly like this. Another thing I need to understand, people understand the position of the imams. As imam, as a representative of the community as well, to speak on behalf of many imams around the nation. It is not easy for them to get involved in these situations. Why so? Because when it comes to getting married, everybody wants to have the imam, the best imam in the country to get their marriage for them. They read the nikah with Sheikh Fulan and Sheikh XYZ. But when they have disputes, Allah al-Musta'an. The last person they want to be to have the imam. Because they want to go to court. They want to fight for it. It's all right. If you couldn't find a solution, then it's okay. But here's the problem. People that come to the imam, 
because they want the Imam to rule for them or they want the Imam to help them out with that thing. But the Imam, as the Prophet says, rules based on the proofs and evidence they have and trying to make best for everybody. But here's the thing, unfortunately, a lot of Imams, they stop doing this. You know why? Because they get bullied by these families. They get bullied by these husbands, by these angry husbands. A lot of Imams are avoiding participating and help many husbands and wives to reconcile or leave with graciousness because they get bullied. If the answer or the ruling is not satisfactory to either one of them, oh my Lord, that's not easy. It requires bravery really just to go out and say, you know what, you're wrong. I don't care what you're going to do, what you're going to say. We're done over here. No matter what you say, what you do. And that's a serious matter. It's a community crisis. It's more like a vicious cycle. We can't have help from the Imams because the communities are so vicious against the Imams. And the community is not trying to help out because they're not willing to accept whatever they come for to say, I accept your judgment. But when the judgment comes against them, Allah al-Mustan. It's a human nature. I just want to bring this to you because I want you to understand it's not an easy task, not an easy job. But domestic violence is real. And it's serious and can be deadly. So you make sure that on that day when you stand before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, make sure that your third file is clear. Make sure that the first and the third file is completely clear. What you have with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah is willing to forgive it. Except for the shirk, obviously. But what you have for the, with the people, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to hold you accountable for until they forgive you. So you better be clear about this. أقول قولي هذا واستغفر الله العظيم لي ولكم ولسام المسلمين فاستغفروه إنه الغفور الرحيم. الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرة ما ما بعد. My dear brothers and sisters. We still have time in our life that we can, inshallah, Taala, take care of these things. When we do injustice against people, this we can talk about this for khutbah after khutbah after khutbah. We can't cover this in a few minutes. Subhanallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it very clear that you're going to be standing there to answer for these questions. So you make sure that you go to people if you have any kind of dhulm or madlama, any kind of area that you have to reconcile with them. Try to reach out to them. If you're scared because you don't know what to do and how to do it, and if you should do it or not, come and ask. Ask someone who can help you with that. Whether you give them financial compensation, whether you make dua for them, whether you help them out with something, whatever that needs to be done to free yourself and clear your third file on the Day of Judgment, you better do it here in this dunya. Because after that, there's nothing you can do about it. So make sure to plan it before the end of the day. Who do you believe I need to seek reconciliation or at least find a way, inshallah ta'ala, to clear our hearts against these people? Allahumma alimna ma yanfa'na wa anfa'na bima alamtana. إنك أنت العليم الحكيم اللهم آت نفوسنا تقواها وزكها أنت خير من زكاها أنت وليه ومولاها عباد الله إن الله ملائكة صلوا على النبي أي الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صلي وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين وارض اللهم عن الخلفاء الراشدين أبي بكر وعمر وعثمان وعلي وأنصار الصحابة أجمعين ومن تبعهم بإحسان يوم الدين وأقم الصلاة Hey everyone, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and follow us online on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram on our handle Muslim Matters. And check out our site daily at muslimmatters.org. 
Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next one, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.